Hello everyone and welcome to Reliving the Extreme, Nate Maxson here and before we get the official show started I wanted to let everybody know that coming up very soon we are going to have content on Patreon. Yes, Reliving the Extreme is, is going to be on Patreon. Uh, the website is patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme, so pretty simple. And a couple of the features of the new Patreon that uh, we're going to have on, we'll have three different tiers, um, 5, 10, or 15, and the the tiers will include different things, and, and a couple of the things will be video content. We will have video of our recording of the show every week, minutes after we're done recording, I will be posting that up. Unedited audio also. Um, as time goes on, I'm going to put up the unedited audio from every show we've done so far. Uh, the unedited stuff is really fun. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there that, that does, doesn't make the show, you know, especially from be, when we start recording. And then when we're done recording the official show, there's a lot of stuff and in between <laughs> that at times has not made the show that is really funny and entertaining. And then we'll also have a tier where periodically, if you're in that tier, you will be able to come on and guest, be a guest co-host on the show with Aaron, Chad, and myself. So just to get you ready for that, again, it is patreon.com slash reliving the extreme. And to get you ready for that for this week's show, I just took the, uh, the audio, the unedited audio from our recording this week, and it's all there. So it's kind of a preview of, of the extra stuff that you can hear a little bit uh, when you are going to be a Patreon and to be able to hear those unedited shows. And again, we'll have more we'll have more bonus content as well, do more bonus episodes, maybe not even talking about ECW. You know, a lot of times we veer off into the territories or, or 80s wrestling or 90s wrestling or whatever. Maybe we'll do some special shows that just don't have anything to do with ECW. Uh, just talking about wrestling or comedy. We love comedy here too. But yeah, lots of things we can do with Patreon, so I have made the decision that we're going to do it. So here you go. This is this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme. And again, like I said, please check us out, Reliving the Extreme on Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash Reliving the Extreme. Content starts next week. Don't make me embarrass you in front of all these people or persons. (laughs) In front of this one person. (laughs) Aaron. You don't want to be embarrassed in front of Aaron. Yeah, I, mean, I need a witness. <laughs> Can't find a witness. Who abuses their wife and don't find a witness? It's embarrassing. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> that, that, I, I love it. this. Making up scene just does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean when they put their finger in their nose and they give you the, the four-finger flute thing? What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that blowing out your nose with a rubber hose? Oh, what would that mean? <laughs> Should I be insulted by that? That's a hell of a fight when you're you're in a fight with somebody who's giving you a, a, a silent, you know, language treatment. I gotta fight back. <laughs> I used to have I used to have a deaf couple that would come into one of my stores that I worked at, and it was, was that a rap. <laughs> it would be funny when they would argue because it would just be like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when, when it gets heated, how do you how do you step in, how do you step in? You know, do you throw a chair? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't speak seal. I don't. I don't know. You just you just throw a chair and hope the one that can like, you know, it's moderating. It catches the chair. Throw a chair at all. Oh, Eric's here finally. Yeah. Took you long enough. <laughs> only two we're, minutes in. I know we're only two minutes. You're only two minutes under fucking supposed to be there. 
I thought the show would be over by now. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have any notes. I'm watching Three's Company. I thought we were going to talk about Jack's Navy friend. <laughs> I don't know what we started about. So my 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 solution for if this episode only takes us 20 minutes to review, which it probably will, is I found a playlist on YouTube of the worst wrestling promos ever. So if we go if we go short on the show, we can just listen to some shitty wrestling promos for 20 minutes. I mean, where? I mean, what? Just give me, just shoot me off a couple of names. Just don't, don't go deep into it. Just give, just give me a couple of names. Yukon John and the origin of Flapjack, Flapjack Norton, the Scott right. Steiner, the Scott Steiner fat asses promo. That's a great promo, though. <laughs> Is Jeff Farmer on there? Yeah, absolutely. He's third okay. one down. He had to be. <laughs> he had to be. <laughs> sure, sure, fire Hall of Shamer. The Motley Cruz retort isn't that great either. If you ever seen that, yeah. Well, I mean, now now, now we're going to do a review of Five Star Wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably better than the show we're going to review anyway. I got like four notes, and I think one of them, I think one of them is a receipt um, thing for a uh, pickup. I don't even think that's a note. I think it's what, what, what Jessica is going to pick up for dinner. I don't think that's even a note. Ham bone. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I, I, I think we're getting chicken wings. And, yeah, it looks like chicken wings and come out. Well, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we are reviewing the episode of ECW from June the sixth, nineteen ninety five. Nate Max and your host here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello, and we'll also be reviewing the episode from May twenty fifth, May fourth. <laughs> And of course, Chad Austin is here as well. What, what do you mean? There's two episodes. No, I'm saying we're going to go back and review other things that already happened because they're on the show too. <laughs> so we're going to go back and review the beginning of ECW. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I thought you had. I thought you said if we're going to do another show, it's like there's no other show. This is all 1,400 other shows. The theme, the the uh, the theme song for this week's episode will be "Back in Time" by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh no, shit! You're bringing them back too. See, I, I I thought it was only a fucking Dundalk thing in Maryland. I tried to bring back Huey Lewis, and then I walked into work and I heard "Back in Time" on Walmart radio, and then I'm thinking like it's really working. <laughs> so we are really trying to bring back Huey Lewis and the News, bringing them back. I can do it, man. I can do it. If anybody can do it, I can do it. Like Randall was bringing back Porch Monkey, we're bringing back Huey Lewis in the news. I don't know anything about Porch Monkeys. I just know that I'm bringing back Huey Lewis. Porch Monkeys? Oh, shit. How's it going over? How's it going in Maryland tonight, Chad? It's crappy, man. The weather's shitty. It's kind of half-assed, raining. It's... um. Yeah, it's just cra- I mean, it's it's whatever you guys got forty eight hours ago. Yeah, we're still getting it. Like today's today's high winds, rain, snow. It's supposed to turn to snow. Two days ago, it was sixty five degrees. Everybody's got a goddamn cold now. I was supposed to go to a bar tonight to meet some girl. Her name was High Winds. I was uh, it was like like a an autograph thing. I didn't know they were calling for High Winds. <laughs> like, oh, she came in with the weather. And then when I saw a look at her, she like Willow Nightingale. She went that wind went blowing her in. 
Yeah, you need you need Gail Gail Kim Force wins. Uh, coming from the Far East. All right. So this week again, June sixth, nineteen ninety five, is the episode of ECW that we all got to watch. The opening match they start out just right off the bat. It's Hack Myers versus Tony Stetson. Tony Stetson with a nice pedo mustache here this week. I thought Aaron might pick up on that. Yeah, he's been doing pedo championship or pedo pro wrestling. <laughs> Where is he on the roster? Right about where he's at on this one. Oh, so he didn't gain any ground? Come on, he he, he, didn't, he didn't rise amongst the ranks. <laughs> he's not he's not Grizzly Smith level. Peter. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, few is that's it, it, where everybody's hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grizzly Smith is the Brock Lesnar of pedophiles. No, he's, he's the Undertaker of pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Undertaker. <laughs> Jesus, if, if if any if any of you ever talk about the Ric Flair of, of, of stashes like that, then now we're talking because I don't consider Brock Lesnar Undertaker like a goat kind of thing. But yeah, if, if he had the Ric Flair mustaches, then I'd know. Be on the lookout, uh, AP. It's Ric Flair, Brock Lesnar mustache. Well, probably because they're in the ECW arena and they know who he is. Tony Stetson actually has some good heel heat during this match. I don't know if it's because he has the heat or because they like hack, but it's because they like hack. Is that it? I do like the fact that when Stetson's hitting his moves, they chant shit. Yeah, instead of shot. Uh, yes. But that's great. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh look at that match. That match was an underneath match. Probably first, second, maybe maybe third match of the night. And that was showing you that Paul knew that people like Hack were getting over, and and we've talked about this before. Like that's great. Like mm-hmm. you know, you, you you're developing a guy who's um, unknown to fill you know Pennsylvania, who's getting over. Let him go. And Stetson's a guy who's been there for fucking you know. We talked about that too, like forever. And. Why not? He might, he might have been. He, he might have actually been on the first show we reviewed. Not <laughs> back, <laughs> back at Cabrini. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, putting Hack over is a is a good. It's a good win because you're not hurting anybody. That you know that's currently going to get pushed, and, and it makes Hack look good. So yeah, man, Hack looked great, man. Me and Hack were old friends. It, it looked great. I thought it did. I mean, it was a great win for Hack. Yeah, and you can tell these. The, the ECW arena crowd, Hack is one of those guys that they have taken as one of their own. You know, we're making we're making this guy famous. Because and, he wasn't wasn't supposed to be pushed. Right. He was an underneath guy. And then when he came out, the people were just like, you know, I like this fucking hand bone guy, you know, kind of thing. And th- it could have been, you know what, Aaron, Nate, it could have been anybody. It could have been anyone. What you know, you know, when the crowd hijacks a show and likes a guy, like uh, you know, whatever they say is Mario Andretti, whatever his name is. When you know, when they hijack a show and they they pop for a guy, you got to push the guy, right? Well, actually, what you got to do is you got to bury him first before you push him. But I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get him even more behind him by burying him. That's that's, that's the way it works. But like I said, overall, I didn't think I didn't actually didn't mind this match. I thought that they these two guys did a good job working together, and the crowd was into it. What more can you ask? You know, a fine little. Opener. I liked it. 
Yeah. I liked it. I had no problem with it whatsoever. It was, it was ironically, it was probably the best thing on the show, to be honest with Oof. you. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I haven't looked at the rest of my notes, but you're you may not be far off. Yeah, I, I liked it. And, and it, it's it's the kind of thing you want it's the kind of thing you want to see, like on a show like this. Mm-hmm. If you're tuning in for an hour and you're like, oh, all right, I, I've seen this guy before, you know, Hack Myers doesn't win a whole lot, kind of thing. And then they, they, they give they give him a, you know they give him a, an Aaron, you know, a bone, and um and then he shines, so you know so then you're like oh you know what maybe I should get behind this guy because he has a character he's got something I could believe in you know it, it's cool it, it doesn't happen that often and it's always it's always great it never fails like when they mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, I'd, rather, it's, I'd rather I'd rather see more stuff like this than just recaps of recaps. You know, right, right. Having two matches and, and like have have four matches and just breeze through kind of what happened. Like, don't show me all of the fucking Dean Malenko Eddie Guerrero match again. You, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> don't show you all of the Dean Malenko stuff. Then what are they going to show? Chad Austin versus nine one one. That's Duck, all they got left in the in the archives, apparently. That'll kill a couple minutes at least. Yeah, I, I liked it, man. I mean, I had no problem with I had no problem with that at all. Well, after that, like Aaron aforementioned there, we get Eddie and Dean from last week. And as much as you like to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle Dean Malenko, you don't need to see the same match over and over again. <laughs> How funny would it have been if they would have said is Eddie and Dean from last year? You know, you know, just, just it was just made made anything up um, from six months ago. Just make up a make up a date on how long it's been since they. Oh, it's Eddie Eddie and Dean from ninety two in Guadalajara, Mexico. And anywhere and and Guam. Yeah, everything <laughs> happens in Guam. And now we get uh, after that Joey Styles an interview with Paulie Dangerously, discussing the fact that they have. Uh, They've dropped the Taz gimmick. He's getting rid of the, the fuzzy nature of his character. And it, it's a good promo from, from actually, it's a good thing from Joe, for Joey and Polly working together in this shtick, you know, because Joey is saying the word gimmick and Polly's like, gimmick, gimmick. And then he talks about the man doesn't need a gimmick, essentially. And um, Aaron, your thoughts on this segment? Eh, it was what it was. It just, he said, eh. <laughs> I mean, it, it, they said gimmick way too many times, and it's like, oh, we get it. You're trying to use fucking terms or whatever, but I just, I don't know. I just, it didn't really do anything for me. I think an actual Taz promo would have been more effective. No, I totally, I, I disagree because I think that it was, I mean, it was more effective to have Paul speak for the guy. And just have Taz stand there and be like, I'm going to be the guy. Not that, like, what, what would Taz, what would, what, what would have Taz said? I mean, fucking it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, brother, I'm going to beat your ass. So whatever the fuck Taz says. But it's, to me, it's better to have Paul just say it. Just, like, because doesn't it, like, like, I don't know about you. Have you ever been into a real fight? And then you had somebody tell somebody that this guy's going to fuck you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you kind of almost want to think about it. Like, oh, he's got a, he's got MVP hyping him up. Oh, no. 
I don't know about this. So, so <laughs> the guy standing there telling you this guy's gonna beat your ass. I'm probably gonna go like, yeah, you know what? I could probably beat his ass, but you know, I don't want to go through all this rigmarole about doing all this. I gotta be a hype man too. So I, I thought it was perfect, but that's just me. I'm stupid. And Polly, it's so. Two to one, so I guess it was great, but I just didn't really. <laughs> he said two to one. But yeah, like I said, they're establishing here that we are going to get a new Taz in ECW, which is a refreshing change. And um, Taz finally coming into his own. Um, I mean, I didn't hate the Tasmaniac gimmick, but I'm I am glad that they moved on from it. Oh, it's it's totally great that they just refreshed it, repackaged it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, who's buying it at this point? Yeah, know? yeah. How how long are you gonna go with as Roddy Piper or as G- Steve Austin would say the fuzzy gimmicks? How far, how far are you gonna go with the fuzzy gimmicks? Yeah, so it totally it totally made sense to me, and and I, I had no, I had absolutely no problems with it. I worked him, I worked him the day that he became Taz. It was right after this, uh, and then we talk about this on the show. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, all right, whatever, he's Taz. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't like I was going to go, well, you know, Paul, <laughs> I think he looks great with the bam, bam thing, you know, <laughs> whatever gimmick, it, you know, ain't my, ain't my company. The next thing we get, everybody's favorite tag team, Public Enemy. And uh, Public Enemy is cutting a promo about how they have been in Japan. Uh, well, Joey talks, I'm sorry, Joey talks about them being in Japan. Um, and then they show a promo from Japan of them talking to the Japanese audience, show some action from Japan with Public Enemy in action. Where would that, do you know where that was, Chad? I couldn't place what that, what promotion that, that was. or what, Japan. What, uh, <laughs> know that for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> yeah, dummy. <laughs> it was, it, didn't, didn't you hear what Joey said? <laughs> it, it was Japan. Um, you know what the funny thing was is I don't even think that was the uh, a croaking all. I think that was um because I, I remember the week it was a it was a swing from Sapporo to Osaka to Tokyo to the croaking all, but I don't think that was I don't think that was one of the buildings that they um I don't think that was, that was definitely not croaking all. Mm. And and I was just laughing about it, going like they're shooting like all this footage, you know, from ECW in Japan at a B show. Like, you know, like, like a B show in Japan is like a C show here. You know what I mean? It was probably war, I would assume, probably, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was probably one of the buildings that that, that war ran. It, I would I would totally agree. But I'm just saying, like, it just totally, it, it, I wouldn't put water into that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't going to hold water. Like, you're in Japan, but you're running, like, some fucking National Guard armory, like, in Japan. And they don't like, even have a National Guard there. It, yeah, even Torimon isn't stupid enough to run a building like that, you know? Michinoku Pro, they run bigger buildings than that. And where'd you find a National Guard Army in Japan? <laughs> That's Paul, right? That's Paul right there. It's really steep to rent, I'll tell you that. As soon as he lands, where is a National Guard? <laughs> the closest National Guard armor is the cheapest place. Paul Paul travels with a shitty ring just in case. <laughs> Shit might pop up. Domo Origato. So then Public <laughs> Enemy cuts another promo 
They're prepping for the brawl game coming up with the pit bulls. And this is kind of probably the best promo they've ever done. The end was great when they're serious, it's okay. Like if the fat morons would just be serious, like if they would just (laughs) cut the fucking promo at the end and trim out all the fucking bullshit. It's amazing they don't call them the fat morons. I just haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> that ain't their name. It's it, it's Mo Fat and Rocco Rock. Uh, <laughs> the fat morons. That's classic. Well, the fat morons talk about their trip to, as they say, at Japan. Um, Rocco or one of the motherfuckers has a sword that he says the the emperor of Japan gave him. Um, Johnny Grunge, he's wearing a fucking gi and he's got a sword. <laughs> it's even more ridiculous when you describe it than actually watching it, dude. He, uh, when I when I saw that, it reminded me of the other day. Some dude walked into work where he had a full fledged samurai sword, like with him, and the cop that stands by the door, he just stood up and his actual words were, "Nope." <laughs> And, and the guy looked at him and just walked outside and came back with this with the thing and they didn't have a sword to because I just said nope. <laughs> You're not that, that ain't happening. But yeah, it's it, it, it looked as stupid, right, Aaron? Oh yeah. It looked Everything about what are you what are you about, doing? <laughs> like it wasn't even stupid funny, you know what I mean? It was just fucking stupid. Baseball shit that he stole from the fucking Dollar Tree. It's just fucking stupid. <laughs> like me showing up with a geisha girl. And then my wife introduces me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this is all believable. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, the uh, Let me see. Did I have any other notes on this? I know. Uh, what? That how could you? If you do, you're a fucking professional. Cause... I know. <laughs> Are you bored as shit? <laughs> one, one, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to talk to your wife Kendall <laughs> like, What's going on over there He's got give notes this, on this shit Give this man a project <laughs> <laughs> uh, One of them says Ichiban And then they say they're bisexual And then they correct each other and say they're bilingual um, And then like Aaron said They go through all this stuff that uh Johnny says he stole from a going out of business uh, sporting goods store. And that is that for the public enemy for this week. That's enough. Um, it, was that an inside job? Like an inside thing? Like, was there a sporting goods store going out of business during this time? You know, I mean, I'm asking. I'm, I'm not just insinuating. I'm asking. Like, was something going on where there, he made it sound like he just, you know, a place going out of business where he can just walk in and steal all this shit? Probably something like Bob Ortiz's fucking sporting goods store. Bob Ortiz's sporting goods. Always <laughs> oh, was old microphones. I don't. I don't think that was the case. Bob's sporting barn is just closed. Bob, Bob's recording barn. Sporting's barn. Bob's Bob's recording barn too. <laughs> it's going out of business. Well, who robs the place going out of business? That sucks. Well, who's going to file charges? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a catch twenty-two. You can just you can just rob them, and not worry about anything, because they're going out of business. You can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, Stephen P. News ain't doing anything. <laughs> all right. So now more recap championship wrestling as they show all, it's all the stuff that's happened with Shane Douglas the past couple of weeks and the Sandman and Cactus Jack and et cetera, et cetera. And that is leading to our main event already. Already. 23 minutes and we're already at the main event. Shane Douglas versus the Sandman for the ECW championship. And, um, I mean, the match itself, it, it happened. <laughs> I never liked watching these guys wrestling. Like, yeah, I, wrestling I, I, it never did anything for me. I wasn't a big fan of really watching um, either one of them wrestle each other. Like, to me, it seemed like Shane, a lot of the times, like, went through the motions and didn't want to be there. And Sandman wanted to be there. He just didn't know how to be there. <laughs> I mean, when it came to his work. So it was kind of like, you're going to put these two guys together. And it, you know, like, like you said, Nate, it just, it, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't click. It didn't look good. You know, it wasn't good from the beginning. Didn't get middle, didn't get better in the middle. And, you know, and the rest was history. Please send everybody out to the ring. It's like yeah. neither one of them. Sometimes you can have styles clash and it's okay because, but neither one of them could work to the other guy's style. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I you actually, don't wanna, ha- you don't want to see Shane's character have a hardcore match because he's for one, not supposed to be right now. And Sandman can't do the technical shit that Shane does. It's just, it, it, it's a, it's a clusterfuck. And I don't know. How do you book it? Explain to me how do you book that match? Like yeah, not book the not not book the finish, but how do you book? Like, is it Shane going the hack? Going this is what we want to you know? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And is the hack going? Ah, you know, we're, we're we're just gonna do this. You know, like how do you like compromise? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, actually, I have in my, my my notes. It's funny because it says this match goes has some inside the ring stuff. Like they were trying to benefit Douglas, and it has outside the ring stuff. Like they were trying to benefit Sandman, but in no way, shape, or form does it ever work. It's awkward the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't benefit anyone. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. They they tried. They, you know, I think they had they had in their mind a, a vision of what they wanted it to be, but it didn't work at all. Doesn't it happen a lot on ECW matches, man? Haven't we noticed <laughs> that? Like it seems like we always kind of talk about that. Like you know. It's, you know, they have a great idea and it, it seems to be more like a lot like Raven kind of thing. Like they have a, they have a great idea, but once you walk through that curtain, oof, <laughs> it, it doesn't work out so well, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Like that match was a, a complete, just a disaster from the get go. You know what I mean? And it, it was, it was a styles clash and sometimes that happens and what are you going to do? You're gonna, right. you're gonna put a bullet in their heads, kind of thing. I mean, it's not a bad and, idea, but you know, <laughs> and you're, you're more you're more likely, especially to have, like you said, we talk about at least maybe one of these matches per week where it's awkward like this. I guess you're more likely to have it when you are running a promotion, and no disrespect to them, they made it work. But you're you're running a promotion that's essentially wrestling's island of misfit toys. You know, whoever's available right now is going to be here. And we're gonna match him up and see what happens. <laughs> and, and and the best part was, Aaron, is that you said it because that's what everybody always. That's what even Paul even said. Paul said it right. Mm-hmm. That's the island of misfit toys. 
he said it on a promo. And you're right. It was like, all right, we're going to take all these people that, that nobody else wanted and we're going to put them together and we're going to make magic. And it did. Most of the time. Yeah, this wasn't magic. No one. <laughs> it was more tragic than it was magic. <laughs> the finish comes when um, Sandman misses a leg drop off the top rope. Uh, there's a reversal on the belly to belly. Shane goes for or Sandman goes for the pin. Shane gets his feet on the foot on the ropes, but Cactus Jack knocks his foot off the ropes, kind of vice versa to what Shane did to Cactus last week. And Sandman gets the pin. However, the troubleshooting referee Bill Alfonso comes to the ring, and then chaos ensues. Of course, it does. <laughs> it couldn't have been Bob Ortiz or, or or whatever one of one of the Rocky Ortiz. It couldn't have been. No, no. It had to have been troubleshooting referee Bill Alfonso. <laughs> I mean, how great How great did, did Bill Alfonso end up being? He's entertaining as shit. I'm telling you, dude. That, that guy, even in the locker room. Because when, when, when he was going over, when he was going over, like, finishes with guys and all, he was the same guy. Like that you saw in the ring, he was outside, like in the back, going, "Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that," and we're all, "I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, to do that, Daddy." <laughs> yeah, we're like, "Calm down, dude." <laughs> the match ain't till like ten thirty. You know, it's like nine o'clock, and Bill Alfonso's already having a coronary out there. He's he's trying to go over to mess with Shane, and Shane's going, "We haven't even talked about the match yet. Like, we haven't even discussed it." It's like. Boy, I haven't even put my bag down. Yeah. Is it, exactly. <laughs> Isn't he the guy that they, oh, I can't remember who told the story, but said he got hurt or whatever and didn't have insurance. So he went to that supermarket and like climbed up on the shelf and like threw himself off. Who, Alfonso? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I do not, not discredit yeah. that whatsoever. It was, like, it was like a Friday situation where he was like, ah, my neck, my back. I, I don't, <laughs> I do not, not believe that. At all, I totally, I totally see it happen. <laughs> He's a worker. <laughs> He's been a worker since what, nineteen eighty? Of course he would. Wouldn't you do it? Right, you do it. Probably would. <laughs> I couldn't do it because nobody would buy it. But they don't. <laughs> oh, you're a big bad wrestler, you know. <laughs> He's a big bad manager, you know. <laughs> you know, he could just show him tapes of him getting beat up by nine one one. Like, well, I probably could too. Now that I think about it, <laughs> tomorrow when I go to work, I might throw myself down on a, on a I might drop a, a dozen eggs in the slip. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my hip. Yeah, but Alfonso, uh, Alfonso was Alfonso was way better as a um. I, I don't know what what do you call it, Nate? Um, like I, I want to say like a liaison kind of thing. He was way better because he had like. You know, the 20 years experience mm-hmm. of working under Dusty, working under Watts, working under Eddie, Eddie Graham. He had that kind of experience when he came there. And it wasn't like he, it wasn't like he like touted it in the locker room. Like he was, you know, it was mm-hmm. more like, hey, daddy, where do I get high? And I'm thinking, <laughs> and like, he, he also, yeah, he, he also made him more He also made himself, um, more valuable in that he spoke Spanish. The entire reason the WWF hired him in 93 was, yeah, it was El Gigante. 
Um, so there you go. There's something else on his resume that he, yeah, you know. where do you think he learned how to speak Spanish so good at from his drug Jeez. dealer? Probably, <laughs> yeah. He, he went down to fucking Puerto Rico, he went down to El Salvador, <laughs> and he was always like, Put it in that guy's bag, you know. And he's like, Hey, daddy, you you daddy? Daddy? <laughs> yeah. I got my wrestling boots and 35 pounds of coke, but don't worry about that. <laughs> Hey, Papi. <laughs> I gotta make these shows, <laughs> and and the Arab people are just going like, "What? <laughs> yeah, the fuck is like, the fuck is this snaggletooth man? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's still wearing his referee outfit. He's probably blowing a whistle down at the airport too. Like he, like he's stopping himself. I got stuff here. Alfonso comes out here and he he rats out Cactus, restarts the match. Uh, the Sandman thinks about caning Alfonso, but uh, Cactus Jack steps in and takes the cane shot instead. Shane Shane Douglas rolls up the Sandman. Alfonso counts the three. And then now we don't know who the ECW champion is, so there's a little controversy, obviously, to end the show. Um, and then more action ensues. The action I after love, the I, stuff I after the it. match was – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. Just tell me you didn't love the way the cactus took that sh- that cane shot. Oh yeah, it was he. Did, he like he. What do I say? It's like he's throwing himself in front of the bullet. You know. Exactly. He he walked himself right into it. Like he knew what he was going to do. It wasn't like it was an accident. He walked right into it, and it was like I'm taking this. <laughs> like I'm the martyr here. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I'm taking it, and boom. <laughs> it was like oh, thanks for coming, Aaron. Oh, it's it. The match, like I said, I didn't really like the match, but the after, the aftermatch stuff was good. Like Cactus taking the cane, the controversy of who's actually the champion, and then all the run-ins after it. It's like uh, it, it helps you forget about what you just saw in the match because that was bad. In my well, that I mean, I, I don't think that match was supposed to mean to mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to mean anything. It was supposed to just like, all right, we'll, we'll we'll do this just so we can get to this. So yeah, Aaron, you're you're more than hundred percent right. Nobody's going to pre- pretend like that match was anything that that was, that was memorable. You know, <laughs> they were just waiting um, for the big finish, and that's what we got. And then after that, after we get the controversy with Shane, uh, Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas are arguing in the ring. Dean Malenko comes out and attacks Cactus. So Joey, of course, makes a makes the statement, makes the uh, what do you want to say? Makes the case that in this whole time, Cactus and and Jack have been arguing, but they have not yet had any physical physical altercation. Dean Malenko comes out, attacks Cactus. Then Tommy Dreamer comes out to butt his head and shit that's not his business. <laughs> and then Raven, <laughs> Raven and Richards come out put and a, attack Tommy. Put, put upon Tommy, like. Every every problem that Tommy Dreamer has, he causes himself. Like, he's always going to be pitching next week to Stevie Richards and Raven attack him. It's like, well, if your fat ass wouldn't have came out and got involved in shit that had nothing to do with you, you wouldn't have got beat up. <laughs> Put upon Tommy. That's why I don't. I don't fucking. I don't uh, consider Bully Ray a heel. Like in the whole Tommy Dreamer Bully Ray feud, like. If if Dreamer was just not showed up, just shut up, you know. This 
like the, the whole thing between Bully and Dave is between Bully and Dave. And then all of a sudden you hear Tommy Dreamer's fake man in the box music hitting and it comes it comes out. And I'm just like, what are you doing out here? Like you have you know, like I, I wish my parents cared about me like Tommy Dreamer cares about like wrestling angles. I may have been better off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because my dad never ever sat me down and like did you ever wonder why the guy down the streets bullying you? You know, you know, kind of thing. No, he never did that. But Tommy Dreamer's there. I, I should have just tweeted him. Dreamer stinks. Fuck him. His, t- his slogan should be not like the innervator of violence. It should be like Tommy Dreamer, woe is me. He should be the intervenience of like violence. <laughs> like, like, like it shouldn't happen. No violence. Nobody wants violence from Tommy Dreamer. Nobody cares. He doesn't, he doesn't come out to man in the box. He comes out to like doom, despair, misery <laughs> on me. I'm tired. Tired of being in <laughs> Let's face it, I'm pooped. <laughs> like, how about the one time they played man in the box and he just doesn't come out? And, and then he just show a camera in the back and he's just like, I'm done, dude. <laughs> and, we're all, and we're all better off. Sam Microman. <laughs> Microman's the biggest star in the business today, anyway. So is that him out there? He's the man that could fit in a box. That's <laughs> a shoe box. <laughs> well, that is um this was a this was an episode of ECW with a good opener, good angle at the end, but everything else in between totally forgettable. And um, that's that's what I'm gonna say. I actually, if I'm giving this one a grade, unfortunately, I think we're I think we're going in reverse. I'm giving this one a D. I felt like this one gave me the D. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you the. He gave you the D. So I feel like I was wow. so watching this. This match is like a Subway sandwich. The bread was all right, but everything in the middle fucking sucked. <laughs> it's still a Subway sandwich. <laughs> So, so you basically you basically were hoping for an okay middle. <laughs> like, I'm gonna sit through this crusty ass bread just to get the okay meat that was already pre-wrapped and slapped on there. You know, yeah, well, that's what I expected. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes sense, Aaron. I told you it, it makes sense. I think the bread was made today, but everything in the middle was made last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's recap championship wrestling. <laughs> that's what we're watching, right? And what why the fuck do I have the word Murdoch written on in my fucking paper? Murdoch? <laughs> no idea. I don't know. Nobody even referenced Dick Murdoch here. Maybe maybe you should have been there. Uh, maybe that's why I wrote it down. <laughs> like if Dick Murdoch was here, this would have been different. <laughs> just, I mean, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> Just, please, just then. But he, Murdoch but he, out. but he has to, he has to come out like he did in Mid South, like with his little, uh, his bag. I think, that, I think that sentence has probably been uttered like plenty of times between the seventies and late eighties. If Murdoch was here, things would have been different. Yeah, where's Dick Murdoch, man? <laughs> like, there's a bunch of guys that you can always just throw in and be like, man, like, what about Dick Slater? You know, like if all these guys would have, have uh, ever have worked ECW, you know, kind of thing. And and imagine what happened if Dick Murdoch would have just walked out to the crowd just willy nilly during the match. 
and just stopped, you know, imagine it's like, I don't even know where I'm at. Imagine in the ECW arena, Terry Funk wrestling Dick Slater doing his best Terry Funk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just not even the lights go out. Just in the middle of nowhere, Dick Murdoch just wanders out there. Like, you know, like he's looking for somebody to change his spare tire. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, well, what's going on? There's and, a fight oh, going on. <laughs> like, what if Dick Murdoch did ever go into the into the ECW arena? Wow. That that to me is like, that would blow my mind. Like, but I don't see him and Paulie working. I don't see that happening. So that, that would have had to go on through Dusty. And that's a whole different story. Whole diff- yeah, a whole different thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, listeners, we knew going into this show, uh, just a little spoiler, we may, some weeks coming up in the future, we may be winding up re- reviewing two episodes of ECW on a, on one show, just so we can get an hour out of it. And we knew well, that, coming into this don't, show, don't probably, now, now you're making it sound like we have nothing. Me and Aaron, we have we have tons of stuff. We can carry this for an hour, uh, at least for another 20, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we can carry this. Don't, don't be saying that. All right, let's listen to these promos. <laughs> I found a uh, I found a playlist on YouTube of um, the worst wrestling promos, and we'll see. Oh. I haven't I haven't previewed any of this. I didn't do any work here, but yeah, you didn't even make the list. I didn't even make the list. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Let's see what the first one is here. Man, fat asses is coming out. That one's funny. It's from the it's from the AWA here. Oh, good lord! Yeah, Eric Bischoff, John Nord, and Scott Norton on the screen. UConn is John it, is this Moose Cholak? <laughs> UConn John and the origin of Flapjack Norton. I don't know if I've ever heard this or not. I've seen Scott this. Norton, his partner is Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, you kind—you made quick work at a big spike. Oh, yeah, that up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going <laughs> to tell you a story. Oh. We was up in the Yukon. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us and everybody knows what lumberjacks eat they eat a lot of pancakes and the lumberjacks we all rolled in and big scott had got there about 20 minutes before us and we walked in and big scott was sitting back in the big chair with the knife and the fork sitting there as big as life (laughs) Turns out he ate 298 pancakes. Why is this important? 298 <laughs> pancakes. That's right. Find more than the world record. Well, I tell you what. Is he challenging <laughs> That the lumberjacks gave him. They were going to do 300, but they were like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because he can eat any. Any more pancakes than any man alive, and he's one of the toughest men alive. Tell him, Flapjack. Got it, brother. Don't let the name scare you or fool you, baby. 
because this is the biggest, strongest tag team going today. And just because my name is Flapjack, which I got from my friends up in the number camp, doesn't mean I'm going to sit down for anybody. And we're coming at him, baby. Stronger, bigger, than meaner, than life. And, and listen up, Hangman. We heard you've been saying cool such things. And we want you to know one thing. We don't care. And we, we ain't scared. We don't care. And we ain't scared. We don't care. And we ain't scared. Oh. All right, you heard from him. Flapjack, Norton, Yukon, John, you see Yukon. Flapjack. That never made it on a t-shirt. And why did he why did he say he ate a bunch of flapjacks? He said he ate a bunch yeah. of pancakes. So shouldn't he be pancake Norton? <laughs> uh, ew, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> well, why did it take two? Like, like nobody believed the fact that he ate that many flapjacks. That they had to have Scott Norton come in and like, <laughs> like verify it. Like as, as this guy, and it's like me telling Jess. You know, I had like nine beers, twelve beers at the bar tonight. I don't believe it. So she gets a tab. Oh, I better get Scott Norton over here. Yeah, John Nor Jim better get John Norton over here. He's our fact-finding fella. Yeah, he really did have like 14 flapjacks. Whatever. Who cares? 298. I still go, who cares? Who gives a shit? Nobody gives a shit when you have a breakfast. When's the last time anybody asked you, Nate Aaron? Nobody gives a good goddamn what I had for breakfast. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you gotta knock yourself. Shut up and eat your oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself after what you eat for breakfast, I'd be like four cold pieces of pizza, Aaron. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a couple of wings from last night, a cold beer, and I'm smoking a bowl. Shut the fuck up and, <laughs> and, and move along, why don't you? You know, hit the next bus stop. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Why are you yeah, worried about what I'm doing? Matter, you fucking asshole. Yeah. You fat, you fat asses. That's our next promo. That's what happens when you ate 298 flat guys. <laughs> yeah. That's Diner's going to call you. <laughs> do, do, I mean, do you really think somebody in the fucking office walked back in the back and was like, I'm looking for somebody to eat like that's it's really hungry? <laughs> Can anybody <laughs> cut a promo about being really hungry? And he and eat <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's got north. What well, this morning, 275 jacks. Oh, yeah, you're you're perfect with TV. Yeah, oh, gimme. Scott Norton ate 298 flapjacks, and Tommy Cairo heard about it and was concerned about his diet and was like, You need to eat some fresh fruit and peaches. <laughs> and peaches, yeah. I mean, fresh fruit, <laughs> peaches and flapjacks. Were they, were they, were they, flapjacks? <laughs> That's a tag team right there. Like, I don't know what the fuck FDR is doing today, but they need to look into this one. Pieces oh, of black like the worst strip club. Now <laughs> coming to the stage, peaches and flapjacks. <laughs> I, I, I heard I heard Dax Harwood today on busted open, and now that you think about it, like what, what, what would you do if you were a, a successful tag team? <laughs> And the partner you gave all the credit in the world to came up to you and said, I'm thinking about changing our gimmick. And he's like, yeah, what do you want to do? He's like, peaches and flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
How would you look at that guy? Wait, we what? Could, we could de- we could debut it on AEW Dark Elevator or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, oh, elevator under underwater um, in the elevator. See you later, show. <laughs> coming. It's this not week. even on YouTube. It's on yeah, there. Come, I was gonna say coming this week to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck, dude? How do, how do you how the hell get a company put on? 22 hours of programming, <laughs> you know what I mean, and have no other outlet but fucking Instagram. How do I how do I follow this? And then when I follow it, I see the same girls that are getting beat up on on NWA, <laughs> you know. And I think, like, I think the commentators for that show are Mark Henry and Bugsy McGraw. The Dude, Bugsy McGraw. There you go. That's the that's the name you need to have. <laughs> but we have a Mark Henry too. Like I'm what do you watch any of you any of you guys? No, I haven't watched it in a long time. Well, it's all it's all the preliminary talent that's on on AEW. Like <laughs> it, like the guy Fox guy. And then, like the girl, the the girl they got beat up like last night, like they're all on, like NWA, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, these are all the same. These, they're all the same. They're jobbers. Like they didn't even stop using Mike Jackson, and I, I'm just like, well, NWA, like how would you book? Like I would love to like talk to you, fucking goose, and and um and figure out how you would book NWA, like the TV show. Because it's current, so, current it's, roster. it's so terrible. Like it's terrible, and and you've never seen it though, right? Uh, I I watched it. I watched it. And the last time I watched it, Nick Aldis was champion. So it's been a minute. It's terrible. Like <laughs> how do you not book 30, 22, 30 second matches with inter, you know that have interviews and have angles? How do you not do that? Like what what's the matter with you? You know what I mean? Like, go back on YouTube and just pull up one show from like 1984 or five and go, This is your formula. How to do this? this. Yeah, this is how people want to see your product. (laughs) Yeah, but no, they have like they have like 20 minute interviews and they have like long matches. And you're just like, Nobody cares. Why do this? I don't know. Let's see the fat asses. The next promo, yeah, here we go. It's the, it's the Scott, it's the Scott Steiner fat asses promo. Anybody that listens to this show has probably heard it before, but let's watch it anyway. Scott Steiner, let me welcome you back. Oh, T3D, you guys are out of your mind. Coming to Atlanta, Georgia, the place that the Steiner brothers got their start in professional wrestling. You guys are out of your mind, making it a table match because tonight we're gonna beat you at your own game. And after it's all said and done. You're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run nickety split. You can't run because you got some fat asses. <laughs> After the sun done, we're going to have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You wanted some, you got some. This is the big time, boys. You come down that aisle. The Steiner Brothers has got some for you. Ooh, 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 ooh. This is dog pile. Well, yeah. I mean, building your online business. <laughs> do do any of you guys have else. one bad thing to say about that promo? Nope. nope. <laughs> was it good? I it thought was it was entertaining fun. as fuck. No, I 
good nope <laughs> but was it entertaining as fuck to where i'm gonna watch it yep speaking yep you can't you run watch? away because you got fat asses. He don't, <laughs> he don't know what's he don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Always caring about his fat asses. <laughs> I, I wanna... wish my life was that easy. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I didn't have to give a shit about anything except fat asses. Like the AP people, right? Oh yeah. I, I can't get into that. I had to sign a statement. <laughs> I, I literally had to sign a statement that said I can't talk about that. So I know we've probably all seen it to death. Do you want to watch the Jeff Farmer promo? Why not? It's Jeff Farmer. Let's do it. Go now to that interview. <laughs> Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, yeah, jump. back. What a match you had with Motley. Yep. Yep. <laughs> probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. <laughs> but I don't like it. When all right, enough. I'm going my way. <laughs> Motley Cruz, you turned the tables on me. No. You turned the tables in a wrong way. You got me mad now. I've been around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I've did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you treat me out of what's what? actually mine, backstab I get angry. My favorite part now, I'm the, the one doing the challenges. The interviewer. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Coming up. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Oh, shit. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now, let's go to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Guys, like, we gotta get out of this Ohio. shit. Oh. <laughs> let's see what this two-cold Scorpio promo is. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. If, I mean, is there anything that you can say that you can put Jeff Farmer over on for that promo? Okay, <laughs> never mind, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Nate, is there anything that you could say that, that you could say he put over on that promo? If the point, if the point of him, of the- <laughs> Aaron said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, no, I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, he 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 said the the who, what, why. He didn't say the where because I'm sure it was a traveling show, so I understand that. But he did hit. He did hit the points that you mostly want to hit, like on a promo. I'm not saying it was good the way that he did it, but he did hit a couple of the key points. And and I I, I will give Jeff Farmer a pass on that. <laughs> and I don't think he even knew that he did it. Like I don't think there was any coach telling him how to do it. You know what I mean? I just think that he that he hit like the he hit the who and where. Kind of in, in the promo, and that's that's part of it, <laughs> you know. My favorite part of that whole thing is that fucking commentary. He's like, "Well, it's Jeff Farmer." <laughs> They're the commentator guy's the best. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that guy? How come he's not being interviewed? <laughs> he's got an amazing beard and nice bouffant going on. Yeah, bouffant. Who who <laughs> says bouffant? That, that just tells you how bad of an haircut the guy's got. That you said he has a bouffant. Who who is this guy with the bouffant? He went to the he went to the hairstylist and he was like, "Make me look like a lady cop." <laughs> yeah, I've I've been watching a whole lot of the Mary Tyler Moore shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can, can, can you give me one of these looks? Can you can you give me the Blanche Devereaux, please? Yeah. 
Yeah, who in 2023 walks to a barbershop and asks for a bouffant? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and the guy breaks out like a, it's like, it's like a can of hairspray. It looks like something they spray horses with. <laughs> like, all right, you want the bouffant? Yeah, nobody's Holy asked mackerel. me for one. Nobody's asked me for one of those since 1987. The bouffant. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, you're French. And Buffon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and who even invented it? Like, who was ever like, oh, look at that hair cut? What do you call that? It was somebody that was on the on the big wheel, fucking the it's Paris wheel. In Paris. They got stuck, and the wind just blew, and they came. Oh, look at that! It's a Buffon. It's a Buffon. Maybe the person that had the haircut's name was Font. And everybody was mad that they fucked up the Ferris wheel. So they were like, boo, font. And then Pat Patterson, Pat Patterson is the one that's working the wheel, the stick thing. It's like, oh, look at them. They got the bouffant. <laughs> oh, tremendous. <laughs> one more. Like, before it's, we... it's, like a, it's like a beautiful disaster. Of how that it involved the Ferris wheel, Pat Patterson, and a couple of fat ladies. <laughs> That's what turned him on the guys. Frenchie was there. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll watch, we'll watch, we'll watch one more. Watch one more on this playlist, and then we'll sign off. We've talked before about this guy and how we like him as a wrestler. Not a good promo, and. On this playlist, they have a two cold Scorpio promo. I have no idea what we're walking Oof. into, but here it is. I yep, think I w know where this is from. WCW banner in the background. Buckle up your seatbelt for a ride on Air Scorpio. Next stop, New Blood on the Block. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's video. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a bad promo. No, it's a song. Now you're just showing where you live. It's the beginning of the two cold Scorpio song when he starts rapping at first. It sounds like he says, I'm going to put it in her butt. You're going to put it in her butt? That's what it sounds like. He's like, going to put it in her butt. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Escalated quickly. I don't, I don't think he said he's going to put it in oh, There's butt. Dick Slater. We just talked about Dick Slater. Dick Slater, Australian oh, superstar. Well, there's me and Gene Oakland. World Wrestling Federation. Is, is, is he going to put it in her butt? His fans here in Australia know his bringing top-notch talent from around the world oh, no. into this great organization. One of our latest acquisitions happens to be from the U.S. of A. He is from Richmond, Virginia. He is known as the Rebel Dick Slater. Dick, come on in if you would, please. Oh, Welcome Lord. to this great country. I know you've been here before, and certainly you look forward to coming He's back. He's been here. in the country a long before. Time since I've been in Australia, but I'd like Dick to say Slater one thing right now. The, the greatest yacht race of all time is being held right now in Australia. What, 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 now, I'm not going to be biased and say I would like the America Cup to come back to I America, think it's a dildo. But I'd like to say, well, excuse me for holding up a piece of bread here. I got something to say about Nikolai Volkov when it's all over with. All right, See, so Dick Slater's coming to do an interview. I got off on something else. I got off on one thing, and now I got to get something else. Is that like Axel Dardy? I'm going to tell you something right now. I heard Nikolai talk about chicken. Now, anybody from the South knows what chicken's all about. This is a piece of bread. And as you can see, it's not a real piece of bread. Otherwise, it'd be falling apart. But I'm going to tell you right there, this is a piece of fried chicken. 
Now, Nikolai, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about fried uh, chicken. Where the fuck you find this? A better part of the chicken than a rooster. And Nikolai Volkov, you can take this bread and you know what you can do with it. But you cannot take this piece of chicken and try to chew it like a human being because you are not anything but a dirty, so this was approved. slimy, no good egg sucking dog. <laughs> Oh, no. well, you better believe that. I know Australia will understand that. Don't, Excuse me, Gene. Don't I don't mean to do words, it. Rebel. I thank you, Nick Slater. Fans, stay tuned. So, this, so this, was, this was approved what by somebody fuck. in production. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> a chicken wing, a piece of bread. <laughs> I like how he held it up. He's like, this is a piece of fried chicken. And Gene was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Like Mean Gene Okerlund is like the master of saving a promo, and he just gave up. He was just I, dude. I wonder if I can get away with that at work because just I'm wag, already wagging a piece of bread and a piece of rotisserie <laughs> chicken around. I, I'm already, I'm already in hot water. So I'm thinking if I go back in the back and grab one of them water noodles, and then walk past the subway and grab like a fried chicken wing. And then when I get caught into the AP office, I go, this is what you, this, this is what I think of you, you know, and cut the same promo on him, but it saved my job. He's got a piece, he's got a chicken wing and a, and a pool noodle. And why did, where did he, where did he get a big fake bread like that? Like he said, it's not even real. Not even Who real. Apart, apart, but it was real bread. It was like a baguette. It wasn't a big, it wasn't a baguette. Isn't that that long bread? Isn't that a baguette? It's called a baguette. Baguette, whatever. Baguette, bouffant, whatever. It, it, it's a not boot. a piece of bread that shoots out of your toilet, Aaron. It's a boot. It's not, it's not a, a day. A day <laughs> washes your ass. What a piece of bread comes out of it. It's a baguette. <laughs> Dick Slater, dude. Uh, uh, now, that, now you got me intrigued. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some more Dick Slater promos because <laughs> apparently he's as bad as JYD. Well, he blamed he blamed not working out in the WWF on the gimmick they gave him. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> you, you brought you brought fried chicken to a promo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even beat Jeff Farmer. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't see it. Why do you think Dick Slater didn't work out in the WWE? Do you, I mean, you could you could probably sum it up in a sentence. You could sum it up in the last minute. <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, brought, not, he brought floppy bread and chicken to the interview. I, I don't think Vince <laughs> is going to hold floppy bread and chicken against him as far as when he meets him in the office. I don't think that the floppy bread and chicken is going to be the problem. But when they brought him in, when he brought he brought him in originally and said, "Hey, we got plans for you. What do you think happened? Do you think you, 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 don't say Dick Slater said I have an idea that I'm going to cross promote with Subway with, with my floppy bread? Don't say that. <laughs> but why do you think he didn't get over? The rebel gimmick sucked. He was up in the Northeast and he had Confederate flags on and shit. It, it was not going to go over." So it, it was it was born to die, basically. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I mean the big event was in Toronto, and they send him out wrapped in a rebel flag. You know, and I know <laughs> I know that's the not the United States, but who in Canada even gives a shit about a rebel flag? You know, or even knows? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there, there's been, I'm sure there's been other guys like that that have gotten over up there, but yeah, I just think like when, I mean, was that a, an incident of Vince just convincing him to like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. You know? I mean, I mean, or Dave's, was it him just going, this is what we're going to do with you? And he just goes, okay. <laughs> and they made him, for one, they, if they would have made him the rebel <laughs> and had him be a heel, it probably would have been a different story, you know? I think, but they tried to make him a they tried to make him a rebel baby face with a fucking Amer- with a Confederate flag in New York, and it's like that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. So it it, it was basically just doomed from the start, right? Yeah, like like Vince knew it was gonna be doomed, and just say, look, I got you for like what six months or whatever it is, and then next thing you know, you're gonna be losing to Nikolai Volkov, <laughs> like like if that's not the writing on the wall, <laughs> no matter. No matter what decade it is, if you see that you're losing Nikolai Volkov, you're like, oh, I'm leaving a territory. Because you could you you could do the redneck gimmick up there. Yeah, but they would never do it. They would never they would never pull the trigger on it, right? Well, they I'm saying like you could do the redneck gimmick up there, it's just not with like the Confederate flag of it, because they did it with Dave Schultz. Yeah, but no, no well, I agree. I agree in the sense of what you're saying. But they never did it in the sense that they did with Dick Slater, like that he was blatantly wearing the rebel yeah, flag. Saying, like if they, if they would have just brought him in as some like shit kicking redneck, but not put that the beat his wife, <laughs> like David Jones did. Yeah, he they beat his wife and kids. That fucking shit on um, fucking TNT is one of my favorite things ever. When they go pizza. To when they go to his house and she's got like fucking Domino's and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. He's like, you're embarrassing me. And like, he goes to like smack his kids, like, say something. I swear to God. He's, he's telling something. her to wash the dishes. Yeah, he's like, they show the sink. And he's like, what the hell's this? A city dump? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dude is one of the greatest goddamn characters in the history of wrestling. Like I, I, I fucking would, love I him. Love, I mean, I would love to get my hands on like some of the booking of like MLW and, and do that kind of stuff. Cause there's there's a lot of guys on MLW that I like, but I do, I don't know anything about them. But let me make up their background. Yeah, <laughs> let, yeah. let me make that up about their story and, and go that. wild and, and and do the stories about them, whatever. Cause that I would is. do the same thing. You know, like like that AWA, the AWA promo when he's talking about how Hulk Hogan's from California, and I went to San Francisco <laughs> trying to find a woman, and I didn't find no woman. I found a bunch of men that look like women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let, 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 let you know if if they if they ever if they ever put out like a thing about somebody that was looking to book something, whatever. I'll be like, I'll do it. But I gotta have Aaron, Max, and women. Like, like me and you gotta sit in the studio and we gotta look over tapes and be like, "What would you do with Buddy Rose? <laughs> what would you do with this guy?" Man, man, Nate, Nate would be the guy that would just—he would be there just going, "You can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then me and me and Aaron be like, "Yeah, we gotta have him have incest." And Nate would go, "No." It'd be like it'd be like how Nate edits the show right now. I'm like pretty nope, much can't do He's that. Not even on it. <laughs> Fucking Dave Schultz, man. I think if we can't get another hour now on the next week's show, we should just watch Dave Schultz promos. 
I'm down. Well, <laughs> that, that being said, Aaron, any parting words for our listeners this week? Sit it, dump. God, that fucking fucking love it because they just show the sink really quick and he's like what's this city dump he's like get your ass out of here and i laugh every fucking time it's always funny great that's one of the greatest things that company ever did and nobody ever talks about it (laughs) or when the the shit with the the shit with the gun and him and vince yeah and the gun goes off and vince is like what the hell He got, Fire such, him. he got such a bad rap. He should have been considered a hero slapping that fucking motherfucker. What was his name? Uh, Stossels. Stop, yeah. John. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Stossels. Tonsils, whatever the fuck his name John was. Tonsils. John Tonsils. But, uh, yes, for parting words. Um, this was a fun show. It was better than I thought it would turn out to be because we had those promos. What, the show that we're doing or the one that we reviewed? The show we're doing. I thought this was going okay. to be 20 minutes and it was just going to be us like, oh, I don't know. Do you like fruit? And you're like, yeah, I like fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, that's really fun. <laughs> How do you feel about the Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> this was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Mr. Austin? Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, whatever the fuck I'm doing. You, you can find me at uh, the Me at Walmart page. <laughs> um, <laughs> check out my videos on Chad's video vault, and let's just hope that I have a job tomorrow. You can pick my merchandise. Go deal with, deal with my people tomorrow. <laughs> I've had enough of this. Why do I always get a talking to? <laughs> I, I always feel like I I, sh- I shot an angle. I went into business for myself, and I was going to talk it to. But anyway, uh, just continue continue to follow all of us on all our platforms. You know, the We Can't Wrestle podcast is I've I've been listening. It, it's tremendous. Um, and I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. I'm uh, I actually been listening to it, and I'm liking that one. The shit about Archie Mitchell, I can smell it. I'm not a big fan, but uh, that's beside the point. But, I mean, but all, but all of our stuff, um, <laughs> we're living the extreme. Yeah, you can follow all of us on all your multiple platforms and continue to check us out. Absolutely. And that being said, we'll see everybody next week. We'll find out if we're going to review one show, two shows, <laughs> watch some more bullshit on YouTube. We'll figure it out as we go along. Fuck Thank Walmart you everybody for joining us. <laughs> I don't even care that you say it anymore. I don't work there. Sam sucks. <laughs>